0: Two episodes of Conquest later and the top five competitors are all gone from the game. What the hell is happening? Plus, Kylan for best actor. The burner question that never ends. Is James kind of sneakily the best paladicker of all time? Jay maybe earns super status and top of villain status. Michelle makes anxiety look great. I might cry having to talk about Ed getting purged. Narice with the all-time elimination victory. And did I mention that Olivia took a knife to her bestie's chest like both of them? Not one, but both of them. It's the challenge battle for a new champion. Episode 16 recap coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to... The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future, if it's happening in The Challenge Universe. We are here to document it, and I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so, so much for being here with me tonight, episode 16, Fank, We did it, y'all. We got to the point of the season where we get one of the best episodes in a long long time of the challenge this episode was absolutely amazing for all of those out there still hate watching this show and everything else there's no way you could tell me that this wasn't an an amazing episode of the show wasn't an amazing kind of vaulting up of the overall opinion of this season for me one of the few people out here who actually likes this thing it kind of went up a little bit of a level here with this unbelievable episode a lot of stuff to talk about Unreal. This is going to be a long one. Buckle up. You know, sometimes I like to put time limits on myself, try to make this a little bit shorter. I know it's just me monologuing for as long as the show is on TV some nights over here, but this is going to be one of those nights because there's a lot to cover. I thank you. I appreciate you for being here. And yeah, what an episode. I'm gonna kick off the whole thing here with the storylines of one kind of overarching thought, one thing that I think this amazing and great episode and kind of what was solidified in this episode, what it solidified for me about this season and why I'm ready to say this season as much as it has gotten the hate of a large portion of the challenge fan community, or at least a lot of the loud voices within that community um they did what they set out to do I'm gonna start talking about that very quickly it's kind of a little considerate you know they do mini finals for dailies as you know a warm-up to the final consider this like a two-minute version of a mini season recap if you will that i'm giving you here at the tail end of the actual episode recap so that's going to be first and then our typical walk through all of the storylines again of which there are many there is a lot to talk about with this episode and i do not want to miss any of it so this is going to be a long pod thank you for being here with that, no other program reminders, Fank every Wednesday night until this season ends, which now we're moving quick. We went from 15 to 10 like that, so we're uh, we're not too far off here. I don't know if it's 18 episodes, 20. Um, we might be watching the penultimate next week. Who knows? All I know is we watched a hell of an episode tonight, and that's what we're here to discuss. So let's dive in. Fank episode number 16. Here we go. First things first, this episode was an all-timer, like legitimately, I have not been keeping my grading scale up to date. I have when I did the rewatch series, you know, first 20 seasons of the show. I have a grade for every single episode of the first 20 seasons of the show. I kind of have a grades for like the last four or five seasons of the show while we've been covering it here on the show. I don't know where this would rank. It's not like all time, all time, like, you know, like, let's talk about what are the best 10 episodes of the challenge ever. It's probably not anywhere close to that. But Partially because of you know how the last few seasons have been viewed by myself included in, you know in the masses, but uh, by the masses especially here that this type of episode with this much intrigue, this much entertainment, this just much chaos, everything all mixed into one, packaged in a ninety minute episode is uh, you know is a shining, shining star of recent challenge seasons, I would say, and what it did for me. What solidified for me, and this is the little kind of mini-season recap that I'm going to give you here, and then we'll head into the episode itself, is it solidified that we officially have three legitimate absolute stars on our hands and that the franchise has created three absolute stars again. That being Norris, Horacio, and Kylan. Those three, without a doubt, are... Absolute franchise stars now that are beloved it feels like by all of the people watching this season certainly that are very good at the show that bring every aspect of the show. I know earlier in the season we talked about Horacio being like is he male Casey is he kind of like the best competitor there who's a little bit wallpaper? That that wallpaper was ripped down weeks ago. At this point, he's providing on all levels of the show and certainly still obviously providing on the competitive side. And uh, he's also providing the the challenge accounts. They I mean, I get it. He's unbelievably attractive. Uh, but the thirst traps that they put out of Horacio are. Uh, Yeah, they're they're interesting, to say the least. I don't know who runs those accounts, but I'd be interested to know. But Kylan Horacio and super duper duper stars for sure of this franchise. And at the same time, dare I say a super villain in Jay, who is clearly we're going to talk about in this episode, uh, you know, the the. The the community isn't in love with how the season has gone, how his place in this season, how he has run this season seemingly, and how he has treated those around him that are helping him and in some ways allowing him to run the show and run the season. He's a, a legitimate villain now in this house. And so, I mean... Yeah, you've got three stars. You've got a villain. I would bet even most people that dislike this season or hate watching it or whatever would admit to liking one or two other people because we got a cast of very personalities. I certainly love a lot. Obviously, for me, my absolute faves, Corey, Ed, Raven, Michelle, but also and also shout out to Berna, who we're going to talk about in this episode. She's kind of filling an interesting void for me that I didn't kind of put together till this episode of like the. The spot the kind of that she was filling within the house that reminded me of kind of an old school character within these houses. And so I think if their goal was to set out of like, we no matter what the reaction is, we just need new stars, new faces of the show, and maybe even some people to hate on this show again. We need stars, we need villains. It after this episode, I'm they've done it, they've got three big stars, four for sure, and they've got one big villain. Now, that was obviously the 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 biggest thought I had about this episode, but it's only because there's so many things within this episode that it just I had to get that out. I know this is already going to be a super long podcast, and I start it with an overarching full season type of thought before I even get into the episode. that's just how jacked up I am how jazzed up I am this thing this this episode was amazing I loved every second of it except for the seconds when all the people that I was rooting for went home which was a lot of them uh and one in particular but it was amazing now to the actual storylines walk through the episode here so starting with the house segment and starting with the very open I was super curious about I was hopeful that it being Kylan in particular who has mentioned you know has studied the show has watched uh at least all the recent stuff maybe he's gone back I don't i'm interested to find out um i know he's done a bunch of the interviews recently so i'm sure he has said dm me and fill me in if i'm missing anything on what level of fandom and historian he might be rocking but I assumed he would be the one if anyone was gonna think through the, hey, we've got some information from this elimination that they don't have. We shouldn't tell them. We should do something about it. I was hoping he would do something. I did not expect it to be what he did, which was amazing. Him and Horacio pull off the classic fresh meat challenge move of, well, let's lie about this exile. Let's give them no info or wrong info or both. And they come in. And although we barely get to see the results of their lies, It was still amazing nonetheless. So first off, Kylan's acting is fantastic. Give the man an Oscar. Unbelievable stuff. I can't believe he pulled this off, like honestly, because do the others like, it's one of those moments you're watching from far. You're not there in the moment. So who the hell knows? But when you're on the couch, just watching, you're like, wait a minute, they don't believe this. Like he's acting really well, but like, They think he went through something that has left him so distraught that he's, like, unable to speak to them or to say anything. He has to turn his back and get emotional and just walk away. But it totally works. And, again, I think in the moment there, it it would have worked on me, too. But on the couch, you're like, wait a minute. Are they not thinking this through? It couldn't have been that bad. Like, yeah, his best buddies went home. But, like, was it that bad, you know? But he pulls it off. I fucking loved it. And then Horacio pulls it off. They play it off well when they get there. I was a little worried at first when they go into the Olivia breaking down and everything. And Kylan gives the confessional of like, I didn't think it was going to go this far. I'm thinking there's going to be the little record scratch. And Horacio is going to come in and like not know what's going on. And Kylan's going to be like, okay, I lied to everyone. Thought we were maybe headed in that direction, which would have been its own form of entertainment. But we weren't. They pull it off. They're both in on the joke, the prank, the whatever you want to call it the one person who is not and we don't know yet i'm guessing we'll maybe find out next week or she'll put the puzzle together obviously next week but um olivia oh my goodness is just it's just too perfect knowing now you know what we know where this episode goes Immediately looking back to how this episode opens and how unbelievable it is that it kind of bookends with those two things and that she's so upset, feels like, you know, Horacio sacrificed himself for me and then he went home and she's all torn up and then he walks in and she's just overtaken with joy that he's actually back and she doesn't know what to do. It's giving him space. It's incredible theater in the moment. And I mean, I'm hoping That, you know, Kylan Horacio, who, you know, again, Kylan references, like, maybe this went too far in the confessional. I'm hoping they're at home, able to sit back and watch this back, knowing what eventually happens in this episode. and At least take some solace and not having to feel bad after the fact about lying and causing Olivia to go through this moment of anguish and pain and reflection um, because of where, obviously, things would go. Now, we don't get to see anything after this. This moment's amazing on its own, but we don't get to see, like... Does anyone ask questions eventually? Do they tell Norris right away, like a little bit later? Do they tell anyone else anything like that? So we don't get the full, like, true callback to, you know, CJ and Sydney back on Fresh Meat 2 trying to, when they famously, Brandon, had a little morning beer before the exile because they were injured and not able to compete TJ says, you don't get to compete at all. CJ and Sydney, you don't get to run. You don't get to practice. None of it. They lie to their alliance about what went down and try to come up with what they were trying to do. Wes and Evelyn slowly but surely sniff through it, and they have to admit they lied to their entire alliance, which is ultimately kind of a little bit of their downfall, not that it wouldn't have been anyways. We don't need to do a full Fresh Meat 2 podcast. One of those is available back in the feed if you would like to go back and listen to that, but... I would be interested to know what uh, what questions were asked, who was told what. But good job by them disclosing the information or not disclosing the information, pardon me. And then Kylan also lets Berna know that, yeah, it's you. It's not us. He says what a lot of people in the house seemingly have been wanting to say over and over and just kind of... I don't even remember how, the, how it got to be that they were the ones arguing with each other. I think Berna was just trying to do the, like, you know... I was sad for you guys. And she says, you know, I'm removing the game from, and I'm just like on the human level, use your emotions. Like I was sad for you. And I wanted you to know that. And he's like, nah, you were, you no, know, you didn't and whatever. And just back and forth. Fantastic. But. And in that moment, I'm like, I think we finally have the answer to the chicken and egg question. We've asked a couple times with Burna of like, Is she actually kind of aggressive? Is she great on you a little bit? Is is she kind of tough to a tough hang from time to time? Or is it, you know, as she has said before, of like, you know, it's kind of it's a little difficult for me here to begin with. And then someone says that I'm these things, which kind of makes me become those things. And it's a little unfair. And we don't know a ton about her background and the whole thing. It just becomes this big chicken or the egg question of like, who? Who's actually right here? What is the situation actually like? And at this moment and with Kylan and I'm like, yeah, I think I think Kylan's telling us which is the real answer. But then, boom, conversation, Berna and Emmanuel talking backgrounds, talking their moms. And we don't get a ton of the actual, like, info of exactly what went down. But clearly... Berna had her struggles with uh, the familial relationship and the mother-daughter relationship and uh, has, as she says, you know, a lot of trauma and a lot of things she's working through because of that and, you know, trying not to be or trying not to emulate. And so then we're back to like, man, I just feel for this woman and, you know, what she's trying to overcome. And again, that it's just like. Now, her and Manuel are like the two. You know, we started the season with a bunch of the folks, the international folks. We're down to those two in Colleen that are still there. And it definitely still seems to be one of those things where Colleen and Emmanuel are kind of like fit in with the group a little bit more, have more to be able to relate to have maybe just kind of ingratiated themselves into like the culture of reality television and America and everything else. And, uh, Berna's just got a lot going on that is causing her to be, uh, be who she is in that moment. And so we're left as always just being like, I don't know if I love this woman if I would be totally annoyed by this woman. I don't know who's right, who's wrong, but I'm rooting for her and I'm, I'm interested that every time she's on screen, which is a huge win for the show. Then we've got the Daily Challenge and yet another callback. I mean, this season has been, especially the last handful of episodes, a lot, a lot, a lot of callbacks to OG days uh, directly, indirectly, by happenstance or what have you. Um, but this one couldn't have been more direct. They basically just bring back The exact game they played way back, Season 6, Battle of the Sexes, iconic, iconic win when Ruthie, and one of the most impressive feats in challenge history. Legitimately one of the most impressive things that's ever been done in the history of the challenge. Ruthie, I think she was going last. I think she was straight up the last one to go. Exact same challenges we see here. Rappel down. Fastest one to the bottom without falling off wins. And in this instance, they won for the male team or the female team. And what they won was cars for all of the people left. And this is circa 2001, two, three the four something like that. Yeah. Challenge 2000. Yeah. Ch- 2002. Maybe they got a bunch of Nissan's. They were great. It was a huge prize in those days. And for the whole team and all the men had basically all the best times, but it was just one person winner takes it for their team, brings the prize home and Ruthie one stop, just holds the thing down flies to the very bottom. Let's go and literally catches the last inch of this rope And it's unbelievable. It it doesn't make any sense that it's even possible. And she did it, and it was amazing. And that's why one of the many reasons she was the MVP of that season back when we did it on the rewatch. So it's a great challenge. They call back straight to that. At this point, they should do more of these. Use old, simple challenges from the past that were good and were worthwhile and bring them back and get us through the daily challenges quicker during the episodes as they do here. So great, great challenge overall. What is not great is the fact that ed lost and this is a tough one as you know you've been listening all season long you know i've got three favorites on uh coming into this season that have remained in favorite category that would be michelle Corey, and ed and ed was arguably the top one i adore this man i adore him as a cast member on the challenge i think he is quite literally checks every box we're wanting for Every single one, even the smallest little ones, you could put as many boxes on the page as you want. He would check every single one of them as far as what I'm looking for in a cast member on the show. And I really, really enjoy his presence on the show. And I also just happened to have thought by this point, you know, I had had him back and forth in the top spot on the power rankings. I feel like he was going, if he gets in this final, he wins this final and he blows it. He blows it. Because the moment James falls, James should be gone. It's if someone falls that quickly, that early, one of the first to go, they fall, it's over. Everyone else should be playing it safe. And I get that that's just not Ed's style, but it's the he 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 loses on a brain fart of sorts because you've got to know, yeah, you wanna you wanna keep impressing, you wanna keep winning. You're the competitor, you want to try to do your best, but you've gotta look around and say, well. My alliance is led by a guy who is a dedicated rock climber. He's been around. He's repelled quite a few times. He's been around this system a lot. If one of us has to really legitimately try to win and all the rest of us get to play it safe, that guy, Jay, is the one that's going to try to win and obviously ultimately does do just that for your alliance. You've got to be able to just put, put the ego down, put the competitor down, put the having fun down and just casually drop two or three feet and be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to rely on the old alliance in this one. I'm going to rely on that social game that was played very well by him. And uh, he doesn't. He kind of goes for it. He slips at the end. He falls. He gets purged. I'm heartbroken. I think he wins the final versus anyone in this house, point blank, period. I I, I just think he does. I think he wins the final versus a lot of others that could have been on this season as competitors. I think he would win the final versus a lot of current champions that would still be on seasons. I was torn up when TJ doesn't even give him a, I hope we'll see you again, or I can't wait to see you again or nothing just says a thanks for being here. That's not a good sign. So didn't love that. And uh, yeah, I'm heartbroken. I can't believe that has gone. I can't believe it happened so fast. I still love that they're purging people. Of course, can't be biased about the opinion of the format just because my favorite person goes home. But I was pretty torn up and I am just fingers crossed, toes crossed, pray into the challenge gods, give the man a call, bring him back, let him be a champion one day in the future. Then we've got the house, the club, and everything kind of that leads up to nominations. We're going to split this up into two segments here, okay? We're going to do the the backstab and the nomination here in a moment. But first, let's cover some of the other ground, because again, there is so much to talk about and so many things going on and happening on the screen in this episode, as well as kind of off screen in the background of what's going down in this episode. Starting with the fact that I think it's time to ask the question, how good and, and I, I don't think I doubt many people listen to this with like their children in the car while they're driving or anything like that. Um, I don't usually come with a parental advisory, but uh, for 15 to 30 seconds here, parental advisory in place. How good is James's dick game? Like for real, like how good, how good must he be in bed and the pillow talk and the everything that comes with it? Because I just don't understand. I don't understand. And is I also don't understand. Is Mariah just secretly like the most fun person to hang out with? Like the best friend you've ever seen or heard of? Does she call you every single day in the real world to like catch up and like tell you she loves you or whatever? Like, and we've just not witnessed like any of it. I don't understand because these people are so beholden to like Mariah's in this group. And if she says James is in the group, then so be it. We're not gonna really push at all. Like, how is this so hard for the Alliance to be like, hey, there's only two of them left. Three people have to go into elimination. So literally, we are at the point where someone from our Alliance has to go in, unless we all tell one of the people in the Alliance, hey, we've reached the point where your boyfriend doesn't get a pass anymore. I'm sorry. You can either go into elimination with him or you can allow us to send him in and wish him the best and hope that he legitimately hope that he comes back. But that's what it's got to be, and no one will do it. And I've got to give Michelle her flowers here because I am biased and I love Michelle to death, and so maybe you don't want to do it, but I will do it. She deserves – is the only one that at least at least at a minimum brings it up that, like, you know – well, first off, she does. She did tell off Jay last week. She's still obviously working with him and is, is you know dealing with the repercussions of being so closely tied to him. Um, but is at least acknowledging those things. But she is the only one at any point in this to push back at all. On Mariah during the conversation in the bedroom where Jay uh, Jay is yelling at Michelle again for some some reason and shaking the list in the air for some reason. And Mariah is, uh, you know, James's name comes up. Mariah is like, "Whoa, no, no, no. And Michelle at least like pushes back a little of like, you know, like. I'm I'm trying to ride for you and Olivia and Denise and people that I've known for longer than 5 weeks and sorry your boyfriend just doesn't make the cut for me and ultimately, you know, doesn't push hard enough. I would have loved to see someone like actually just make this easy call that I thought was an easy call, um but she does not, but at least at least mentions it and eventually does pick Olivia, which yes, we find out she does expect Olivia to fuck her friends over, but I don't think you could be positive, Olivia. Like, you couldn't have been confident Olivia was going to go through with that plan. And so Michelle does at least leave the door open here for for this to go, you know, in the favor of Horacio and Kylan and Norris in the end. Anyways, it's just a long way of saying, like, James should be in the bottom. Jane, Michelle, and everyone else should tell Mariah she can be in the bottom with him or not. But that's how it's going to be. And just like end it right there. It shouldn't be that hard for them. And they're making it that hard. And it just leaves me, leaves me wondering just how good, how good is that deed that James is slinging? I mean, I just, I can't, I can't help myself, man. One of the best politickers we've ever seen. Gotta, gotta say it now, Jay, we mentioned before, shaking the list in Michelle's hand, uh, face, shaking the list in a lot of people's faces that uh, whether they wanted to or didn't want to look at it, most of them did not care to look at it or listen to him, but he was still doing it. He's yelling at anyone he can. Uh, the lists are everywhere. He's saying basically anytime, any he at least, the one thing I will give him, he realizes that like, yeah, we're in the situation where someone in our alliance is going in with them. Someone's going to get mad. There isn't an out here. And so as I've been doing, In these moments, I'm getting a little bit of pushback. I'm getting a little bit of adversity. I'm going to just respond by kind of yelling and telling everyone it's their fault. And maybe that's not a great response, but he kind of leads with the like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. I don't care. Every idea that's brought to him is basically like, yeah, that doesn't sound good because one of our Alliance members goes in and that's all of the options we have. So I don't care. I'm saying Michelle's name. Y'all figure it out. And then when you come back to me, I'm going to yell at you some more and show you my list some more. And that's what it's going to be. And it's honestly kind of amazing. Like he's being such an asshole. The Michelle of all people, of all people, she's the one that kind of gets it the worst in this episode. I think, you know, last episode was in and it was like, what are you, what are you doing, man? But you know we said last week he earned his you know the the villain status in this episode like i don't know he might be vaulting to supervillain status at this point it's it's just yeah it's something to behold And uh, yet he does still and as part of that he doesn't press Mariah on needing to put James in or else like it is the easy decision he has is like, there is one person that wasn't in our alliance. And I am also the least close we thought I would seemingly of all the women that are in this alliance. He's least close to Mariah. And so it shouldn't be that hard, but it just it seems like it is. And the last thing I'll mention on his on his account, though, is the edit doesn't need mentioned. It should always be mentioned. I should bring it up more often than we do that. This is an edited program where they're trying to build storylines. Yes, you have to give them the material. You have to actually do the action, say the things for them to use. But they can be selective in what actions and words that you use that you put out there that they then use to create the storyline that they think is going to work the best for the show. They know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, they know that they're, they're doing the villain edit it here. They, they, they know they, they had to anticipate that this is clearly they've created, you know, both in the house, this big underdog. The best competitors are these underdogs that keep getting thrown in storyline. And that Jay is leading the other side. And that, that no matter no matter what was going to be viewed in some way as kind of villainous, you know, skating, running this just big Alliance, classic storyline that they've told countless times before. And when he gives them some material to be like, you can go from just the guy that skated and ran the big Alliance and, you know, kind of dominated the house to everyone's chagrin, or we could go vault you to the villain status. And you gave us some stuff to work with. So we're going that way. Now, Am I saying that the unedited versions of these conversations, if we saw the full things, every bit of it, that it would make Jay look better? No, I don't know. It could. It certainly could. It also could certainly make it look even worse than it is. So both of those are on the table. There's no way that it's making it like overall that if we watch the whole unedited thing, we would come out of it and be like, actually... Jay looks amazing. What What are all these other people's problems? You know, like that's that's not in the realm of possibility, regardless of what we might not be seeing here. But, it, you know, he gave he gave them the ammo to make him the villain. They're doing that. They believe it's the best thing to do for the storyline of the show. I agree with them and I'm loving it. And I just thought, though, it is always worth mentioning when we get this kind of visceral reaction to a character on a show or to a cast member on a show that uh, they are being edited in some way. And so, you know, take it with a small grain of salt, but uh, that grain of salt doesn't change the fact that Jay may or may not have earned super villain status after the last two episodes. Speaking of villains, it's finally time. You know, the only thing that's kind of an issue when I run through the episode sequentially here is that, you know, the lead gets buried from time to time. There's obviously one thing in particular of all the great things about this episode. There's still one standout moment that we're going to remember for a while and that will have implications for a long time to come in this franchise. And that is our pal, Olivia. My goodness. Hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm right about cast members sometimes. I'm wrong about cast members sometimes as far as my opinions or who, or who are my favorites or who are the ones I'm just kind of not vibing with, this, that, and the other. I'm probably wrong as often as I am right. And I also am rarely like actually kind of like out not vibing with a cast member. It's extraordinarily rare that I'm like, I don't like that person. And Olivia certainly does not fit in that category. There's very, very few people in the history of the challenge that fall into like, I straight up don't like that person category. Not like I don't like them as a cast member on the show. Like, I just I think I don't like them as a person. She's far from that. But I was, you know, I definitely not wasn't on board with the the fan train after last season came into this season not feeling that way. And now I feel like I made a good call. Because, my goodness, did she blow it here. Okay? First and foremost, mentioned editing last segment. Shout out to the editing team. This episode was edited amazingly. They set up everything beautifully, perfectly. It was just unbelievably well done. Every every single decision that they made for this episode. Shout out to the editing team. Usually, I don't love the flashback stuff. It, it works. It's a great storytelling device. They've been doing a lot more of it the last couple of seasons, and... Sometimes it works really well and I can enjoy it. And the other times when it just kind of falls flat, I'm like, hey, you, if it's not, if it doesn't work super well, then might as well just not even do it. If you're not actually going to be able to elevate. If, if if there isn't something to be elevated there, then, you know, maybe don't use it, but boy, does it work on this one? We're in the dark. We think, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just me. Maybe you at home disagreed and sniffed it out yourself. But when Michelle says, Olivia, and they go to commercial. I was legitimately stunned. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Michelle took the heart when Jay Jay does to his kind of credit. I, I guess like the smallest credit against, you know, the biggest list of uh, debits and credit. Yeah, I'm gonna get the accounting reference wrong here, but anyways, Jay gets the smallest amount of credit for saying at one point, you know, when the you should have a truce is offered of like, "Look, I'm not hunting anymore." you guys can honestly do whatever the hell you want. Like, it's fine. He kind of gives the, like, it's fine. If you want to just like save all them and maybe, you know, maybe we'll figure that out down the road or whatever. It doesn't seem super genuine. I think he still obviously wants what happens to happen, but, uh, you know, so I'm thinking Michelle says Olivia, I'm like, Oh my God, Michelle has had enough and wants to be loyal to her friends. And, uh, and boom, like Horacio, Kylan, here we go. And then suddenly, bam, backstab for the ages just maybe front stab this might have been straight to the front you know right to the chest might not have been a backstab maybe a little chest stab here olivia in one decision goes from i mean she was possibly like one of the faces of the show faces of the franchise she was really beloved and i think even throughout this season and certainly in this particular episode was where like at the open where i was like man you know, we had heard through the grapevine, if you're at certain challenge manias that she was at and stuff, and then certainly everything that had started popping up online, like we knew there was a split between Olivia over here and the and Horacio over here. And we've mentioned it throughout the season of coverage of like we're waiting for this to happen because we kind of know in the real world, like this has happened and we assume it starts on this season, and then like it kind of starts to happen. But then over the last few weeks, it's like they actually they're not, it's not going to happen. They're actually going to grow closer and actually are back in an alliance together. And like, what is going on? And so then it just works so perfectly that the tables completely flip turn. She has made this deal without their knowledge of like, nah, I'm good. I'll ride with Michelle, Jay and Mariah. That's my crew here. She stabs them. And in one decision, she goes from like, you could be a face of the show. You could be a beloved cast member to, like the pariah of the show, who's only shot now, like legitimately, I can't believe it fell this far. I feel like her only shot at redemption is if they, she is lucky enough that they do a rivals season for season 41 and they give her Narice as a partner and we have some redemption between that and like some new star power between that. That's the only thing I see safe in this now. I feel like she just fell from grace immediately with one little decision. And uh yeah, like it could have been so opposite. She could have literally became the face of the show if she in this moment lies to Jay, Michelle, and Mariah's face, says, Yes, I will pick you, and then says, That guy stood up for me. That's my ride or die, that's my best friend. And I, I don't care. I'm going to stab those three in the back and not my best friends from the last season. And she would have, you know, says Narice. it would have been unbelievable. Then they would have showed the flashback. Jane, Michelle would be stunned. Mariah would be stunned. James would be like, wait a minute. I finally have to go in. Well, that's probably fair. And uh, yeah, it would have been unbelievable moment. And it still is in this. It just unbelievably bad for her. And I think for uh, people's opinions of her. And uh, yeah, again, boy, does she got, some options for rivals pairs. If they do a rival season anytime in the future, if it's male, female, if it's, you know, female, female, either way, she book her with Horacio and the no doubt about it. Um, and yeah, it's just who can't believe she did it. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the last thing, I guess the last couple things to say about it is just other than it's, it was just shocking a little bit, but that, you know, she says in confessional that it like sucks that Norris was waiting around for her to fuck up. And then she did. And that seems like backwards thinking to me. I thought that was really kind of <laughs> if if I'm watching that and I'm Nerice, I'm like, oh, what the what did you just say after I have to relive all of this? And that's how you respond. No, 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 no. I wasn't waiting on you to fuck up. I was waiting on you to prove my brother or me right. And my brother wrong. Like I heard some stuff from my family and I was like, nope, I'm going off my opinion, my stuff. And I believe in this person and I believe that's going to be okay. And, uh, and then it wasn't. So you did prove her brother, right, but you didn't prove Norice right. And that's what really, what you were being challenged to do here. And I felt horrible, absolutely horrible early in the season. Or uh, not even that early. I think it was only a few weeks ago. But when we found out, you know, Olivia had the guilt over the how the final went last season when she had a freak accident that was traumatic as hell, painful as hell, absolutely horrifying and absolutely not her fault at all. It was just like the most unlucky, unfortunate, tragic thing that could happen to someone in one of these finals. And that she had, you know, that guilt around it of like that ended hers and Horacio's season. And that sucks. And I wish she wouldn't have felt that way ever. I hope that she got, has gotten past that, saw the truth of the situation, which is there should be none of those feelings. I under it, it makes sense how that happens and how, you know, our messed up brains that we all humans have talk yourself into that. But You know, I felt absolutely horrible for gutted for over that particular feeling because that is just, you know, you go through such a traumatic event in your life and do have then have to have these other like negative feelings. Like that's such bullshit felt bad, super empathetic for her for that hope she had gotten over it this season, though, (laughs) this season, though. You cost Horacio the win. Maybe, probably. I don't know. We, you know, the puzzle skills. We last week we thought we checked that box for him. This week we learned that maybe, you know, it's not a it's not a slam dunk for Horacio in a final. And I mean, if there's a lot of running, it might be because he's gonna have such a big lead for those puzzles. But uh yeah. Um yeah, zero percent cost Horacio a win last season. Zero percent. This season, though, kinda, kinda on you, kind of on you and uh yeah because of that whoever does win this thing maybe maybe owes olivia a little bit maybe slide her a little 10k off the top there for uh in one fell swoop helping to knock out uh to the top two contenders as tj would put it that remained now let's talk about those two contenders exiting the game because they lost to narice win for the ages hell of a win for narice here now these two, you know, in these two being Kyle and Horacio, have all the advantages going into this. They've done basically the same thing before. And by the way, I I should say this before I forget. I love that it's, it is exile-esque. It's the same thing. We change the puzzles, but it's the same thing every time. You come to the same place. You run the same little obstacle course, same length of everything else. We switch out the puzzles from time to time i can't wait i really hope that the puzzles are they reuse puzzles in the future again same way as they kind of did on exiles or reused different little portions of it and gave the advantage to the people that were thrown in over and over although now narice is the only one with that advantage but even more reason to want to have the advantage for her in the future so i loved everything about it i love everything about how they've how they've shaped this other than same as i said last week i do wish it was male week and female weeks and it wasn't mixed but you you know they do get the big wins like this moment the same as they get the big kind of losses last week although this week is also a huge loss because we have these three stars that have now been created and one of them <laughs> knocks out the other two at the end of your episode which is tough for the rest of the season but whew, i can't wait for the beginning of the next episode that's for goddamn sure but uh yeah, these two have done a version of this. They get like a 30 to 45 second head start off of like the opening run and jumping over the thing, the portions, which I love Nerissa's little quick reaction of like, what the fuck? Like what the hell when she sees the how, you know, the big blocks they have to jump over and how easily the two guys are hopping over and it's just like, I, I just I love her so much, but she beats them all the same. And she takes out as TJ continues to say throughout this, the top two contenders in the game And TJ, I mean, he was besides himself during this whole thing. He's clearly having so much fun. I love getting to see him like openly, just unabashedly rooting for people. (laughs) He's just like, yeah, I like you guys. I want you guys to win. I I can see, I get to see a lot of what goes on here and I get to watch, you know, be a part of the nominations again this season. And uh, I'm rooting for the three of you. So this is a good time. Love seeing that from TJ. But in the end, this is a puzzle elimination. Make no bones about it. Yes, they get the little head start because they can run and jump a little bit faster to open it, but it's a puzzle elimination. Let's be clear. And I had faith when I saw it, and, they, and TJ says only one of you gets to go back this time. I was like, oh, sorry, Horacio and Ruiz. Like, Kylan's probably got this in the bag. Like, I feel really good about his puzzle skills here and then his quickness between the puzzles and everything else. And I was a little shocked how the Tangram badly it threw him off little bit shocked to be totally frank with you same with Horacio who again last week I was like okay check that box man like he he did great with these he's you know only had the one the you know count the squares on the beach a couple episodes ago moment where you like would question his puzzle bona fides or math bona fides or anything and so we thought we had checked that box and do I maybe feel like he not that he he was trying a hundred percent. He was definitely trying a hundred percent, but that his hundred percent in this moment was tamped down by the fact that a part of him couldn't fully be locked in. He was because he was partially locked in on his best bud Kylan and his girlfriend Noree, who he's fallen for. You know, going against him, and certainly right there at the end, it just felt like he that tangram puzzle was kind of almost put together for a minute there and again it's editing who knows I don't know how long he actually stood kind of close to having it done but it didn't again he was giving his version in that moment of 100% it was not like I do not think he was like uh, she got the lead like let's let her win or anything of that nature but I think all three of them had some version of this isn't going to be my best because just mentally, how could it be? You know, I I'm kind of rooting for the other people as much as myself. And that's a weird mental state to be in as a competitor, but it's why I thought Norris after dropping the, the pegs the couple of times I was like, uh. I feel like because we saw her almost like quit and like kind of pack the bags earlier in the episode and say like, you know, I'll sacrifice myself for them. So I thought, you know, she gets the lead and I'm like, holy shit, she's going to whoop their ass like she's not just going to win. She's going to like whoop them like this is this could get embarrassing really quick for these other two. And then she drops it a couple times and Horacio gets all the way back to the tangram. And you're like, oh, I feel like Narice maybe is going to kind of like that mental block of like, I am going against the boyfriend and like best friend here. And that's going to get in her way. And it doesn't, she overcomes it. She gets the win class act from Kylan and Horacio in defeat cheering her on three amazing cast members, seemingly amazing people, Super duper stars of the show at this point for sure guaranteed spot on the next season if they wanted I would have to assume and I feel like as long as this show lasts a handful more seasons I will also say about the two who exit here at the end Horacio and Kylan if this show goes on for you know at least another half dozen seasons or so then I think both of those two will be champions one day. But uh, not today. Narice still in the cards. And final shout out to the editing crew. The end of the episode then, her walking back in the house, the little over, you know, narration, confessional narration over the top of it, the music mixed with all of the flashback Narice-Olivia best bud moments, Then Olivia saying to Michelle, Jay, and Mariah, like, yeah, I'll pick you guys over them. No problem. Not like no issue. Just the setup. It was beautifully edited. Unbelievably done. And I am so, so amped for next week's episode now because of it. So just unbelievable stuff all the way through. Unbelievable win for Narice. As always, go check out Challenge Stats uh, on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, social at Challenge Stats, they did some great stuff uh, as they do every single episode, typically. But on uh, this episode about the you know three-person eliminations and male-female eliminations, and kind of where Narice stands with other females who have knocked out multiple males in an elimination, and other you know one person winning a three-person elimination situation. So go check out all of that stuff. This was already going to be too long. I didn't need to add in another history lesson, but shout out Narice. Shout out to Kylan and Horacio. You're gonna be missed. I would have loved to see one of you win, but uh, it's not going to happen this season for either of them. Now on to the awards and uh, for best quote this week. Now, there was a ton of there was a ton of uh, great, great options during the episode. There was obviously a lot of shit talking. There was a lot of uh, colorful back and forths. There was a lot of things that probably could have been written down to give the quote of the week for. But I do want to point out for those, you know, maybe. Didn't stick around for the last, last moments of the episode here. A little bit of a somber uh, award for the the best quote of the week and that goes to jared marsh if you stuck around to the very very end of the episode they did a you know an in honor of moment at the end of the episode for jared marsh who is a member of the production crew of the challenge who lost his uh battle with cancer i think i think i saw on his site four days ago on the 27th so over last weekend and so they did a little dedication and, you know, honored him at the end. And it came with one of many quotes of his. There's a, a wonderful site. You can go to Team J M A R E D dot com. So it's Team Jared, but with an M between the J and the A Team J M Arid dot com when um, they share it. And he has a bunch of quotes on there and you can you can donate to uh, to the cause of helping folks who are going through cancer treatments to be able to afford and pay for those, for those who are not able to do so on their own. And uh, I really loved the quote that they put up of his, and I really loved that, you know, they kind of shined a light on the cause and on, uh, on their, you know, fallen, fallen production member and great, you know, challenge family member and friend and everything else. So his quote at the end was, I'm done looking at time defined by days, weeks, and months. I have an unlimited number of moments if I slow down and appreciate them. These last few months, I've had some of the greatest moments of my life. I have learned that every moment is worth enjoying and remembering, end quote. So I want to give him the best quote of the week, and I really appreciate that they shared that. And again, if you want to, if you missed that, or if you want to go check out the uh, site or potentially even donate, teamjmare.com. As for then, we will get back to the, the regularly scheduled awards here then. Best moment of the episode, I mean... Kind of a kind of an unbelievable slate to pick from here. Pretty hard to only pick one. Is as, as stacked as a best moment category for an individual episode is going to be. We've got Kylan's acting job and Olivia crying over Horacio to open the episode. Unbelievable. We've got Kylan versus Berna immediately after that. Fantastic. We've got Jay yelling at Michelle. Either one of the times you pick. We've got Michelle's overall anxiety uh, not mentioned in all of this coverage. Um, you know, as always, the great Alan Aguirre tweeting throughout the episode. Uh, you know, he has the screeners and everything up front, so he's got the screenshots, the videos, everything ready to go and tweet out. And he did one of his many fantastic tweets during this episode. He has many great ones during every episode. If you somehow are on Twitter and like the challenge but don't follow him, you definitely should. Um, but he had an unbelievable tweet of like four. Cap four images of Michelle in this episode of like, just looking horrified anxiety rooted all over her face. And, you know, had the caption of like, you would think Michelle has every enemy in the house, but this is what she looks like when she's dealing with her Alliance members and her best friends. And it was so funny and so true of like just anxiety all over that woman's face all episode long. And uh, she makes it look good. She pulls it off as good as anyone pulls off anxiety, (laughs) but uh, yeah, definitely had a lot of it. And it's not great when that all comes from your best friends and your Alliance members. So maybe pick some different Alliance members next time around. Uh, So that gets a nomination, Olivia, Obviously the vote for Mariah gets a big nomination there. Can't, can't, can't have the best moment without that. Norris shutting Berna up, shutting Jay up, kind of shutting everyone up. Any pick, any of the times that Norris put some people in their place throughout this episode, they were all fantastic. And then of course, Norris getting the win and having to say the goodbyes to the other two at the end of the elimination, all of these fantastic, fantastic moments. But let's be honest Again, There is one headline of so many good things in this episode. There is one headline from an entertainment perspective. This moment, best moment, as always, is not my favorite moment. Is not the moment that makes someone look the best. Anything like that is the most memorable, more or less. Olivia voting for Mariah gets the win. As for episode MVP, we've got the editing team. Got to get an honorable mention for them. An honorable mention for TJ because, again, he's having an amazing time. And then Jay, Michelle, Olivia, and Kylan. Throw Horacio in there somewhere as well. But obviously the MVP of this episode in the end is Norris. Then finally, we've got our power rankings and boy, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but we've only got 10 people left. We lost three people in this episode and across the last two episodes, we have lost Raven, Zara, Ed, Horacio and Kyland who were the five people that I thought could win this season. And I thought the five best competitors left in the house two episodes ago, and all five of them are gone. So the power rankings are quite different these days. And the men, there's only suddenly there's only four men left. There's seven coming in the episode. Now there's four. That was quick, huh? So on the men's side, you know, the top 3 were all gone. The three people that left were top three last week. So new top three and now full top four here. I've still got James in fourth. I don't think he has any chance of winning the final. I have Corey third, Emmanuel second, and I've got Jay in first because I'm I'm still, I have a slight nervous more basically of those three, Jay, Emmanuel, Corey. I've got nervousness about all of them, you know, uh, but I'm slightly more nervous about, Corey's distance running, especially if it ends up being at elevation, or Emmanuel's puzzles—if he's doing them solo—then I am about any of Jay. Like Jay's biggest one would be like if you know suddenly you got to carry the hundred-pound backpack for a big stretch of it, and you know that's going to be a little easier for the other three. Um, So I'm just a little less nervous about some of Jay's things that make me nervous than the others. But I think any of those three men, if a male wins this, any of those three could do it. On the women's side, I've got Michelle first, Narice second, Mariah third, Colleen fourth, Berna fifth, and Olivia sixth. And Berna and Olivia, first and foremost, are at the bottom because I think they're just not going to be in the mental state to be able to win the final. And especially Olivia, after this episode, there's just no way she can win. No single way that mentally can lock in in a way that can win a final after what she's going to be feeling and going through. And that Norris is going to continually remind her of for the rest of the time in this house. So I've got her at the bottom just because I think mentally it's just not going to be able to happen. Uh, and I don't mean that like, like she's plenty smart enough and everything else. I just literally mean like <laughs> you, you've got to be locked in, ready to go, amped up, kind of having a good time going into a final to win it. And I don't think that's going to be her existence the last few days in this house. And so I've got Michelle and the Reese in kind of at the top and I kind of feel like it's between one of them now. And it's like, I, I don't, I, I again, I, I have nervousness about every person left in this game, all 10 of them. There's no clear cut favorite anymore. Cause the five people that I thought were the clear cut favorites were all eliminated within the last night or two episodes of this show. So my predictions are also completely just tear them up. They're over. We'll just we'll look back at them at the very end of the season and we'll laugh at how wrong I was twice at the preseason and midseason both times. As for my wishes, none of the wishes I made last week happened. That's okay. The uh, super villain Jay did did happen just in a different way than I anticipated. Um, and so yeah, obviously I didn't wish for my favorite ad to go home. So in the future, new wishes to gr- make and hopefully these ones maybe could be granted. Please please, 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 for the Daily Challenge next week, let Narice or Corey or Colleen win. Narice obviously preferred if she wins. That would be amazing because she literally has no one in the house anymore, so it would just be hilarious to see who she picks. But Corey or Colleen, I think at least, like they're, they're now, we we kind of find out in this episode's alluded to and there's too many storylines going on, so they can't really touch on it much. But Corey confirmed uh, during the episode this week and last week that like by this point in the game, those two were like kind of, newly each other's number ones cuz they knew no one else was going to pick them in the lineup so they had to kind of get together and Berna was kind of in on it as well of like if we can attach ourselves to Berna and she's attached to Manuel and then we can kind of sneak our way up the up the rankings here a little bit but i think those two at least have an outside chance of like Keeping Nerys around, keeping things interesting, given their placement and their acknowledgement of the placement. So let one of those three win the daily, please, 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 and please somehow, some way, just it doesn't matter who wins as long as it's not Mariah or James. I need to see Mariah and James in that elimination next week. It's got to finally happen here sometime, and I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, guess what? I don't think either side in that situation handles the situation anything like Nerys and Horacio just did. Confident in that, and uh, then finally. How do we get Michelle, Corey, or Norris to win? How do we do that? How do we do that? I'll do whatever it takes. That's all I'm looking for now of these 10. I, I mean, I need Michelle or Corey to win, but I'll. I'll it's not settling. I'll certainly celebrate loudly if it's Norris One of those three, get them a win, please, and thank you, challenge gods, and please, and thank you, please part's kind of weird, you already were here and listened, but thank you to all of you who have stuck out with me, I don't know how long this episode was, but it was quite a long one, and it was deserved because the episode of the challenge was amazing, so I hope you thought it was as amazing as I did, as always, if you think I got something wrong, or right, if you want to tell me I got something right, that's cool too, or wrong, or just something I missed, opinion you've dying to share a question you've been dying to ask, hit me up at challenge story and on Instagram and send those my way. Also challenge mania this weekend in Chicago. If any of you are going, definitely let me know. I will be there. Say hello. Let's grab a picture. Let's chat. If you're not coming, um, you know, or haven't been to challenge manias before ever one, definitely do it. They're worthwhile. But two also, I believe the lineup this weekend is Tony Reigns, John a Corey, Mark long is there co-hosting with Scott and then Tori deal. I think those are the five people with Scott that are going to be there. Mark, Tori, John, a Corey and Tony. And so, If you got a question for any of those i'm actually you know i've always i always struggle it's so hard to come up with like in the meet and greet lines like i want to tell them how much i love them but then i want to like ask them like one really good question each so if you've got any really good questions for one of those people let me know maybe i'll ask them it maybe if they're okay with it maybe i'll ask them it on camera we'll do a little little live q a in the moment send it out after the fact so send those my way as well thank you as always for being here and listening we'll be back next week for what i'm sure is going to be at least a great opening of an episode, if not a great episode all the way through. Thank you as always. Love you. Appreciate you. Peace.